Once upon a younger year, when all our shadows disappeared, the animals inside came out to play. When face to face with all our fears, learned our lessons through the tears, made memories we knew would never fade. One day my father, he told me, son, don't let it slip away. He took me in his arms, I heard him say, when you get older, your wild heart will live for younger days. Think of me if ever you're afraid. He said one day you'll leave this world behind, so live a life you will remember. My father told me when I was just a child, these are the nights that never die. My father told me. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Rose Hill yesterday, a fair bit of excitement out there. Good atmosphere for Golden Gift Day. And it was Sir Jarden and Charlatan uh, facing off, and they may well do it again in the future. In fact, as long as they hold together, there's no doubt about that. It was uh, a great race, the Golden Gift, worthy of a million dollars. Ronnie and Lizzie were with me there yesterday at Rose Hill. Yeah, a couple of nice colts who booked their slot into the uh, $5 million Golden Slipper now. Um, but I think the stories of the day with the jockeys, um, Tommy Berry, four winners, equaled his career best, and this 29-year-old young man, McDonald, um, what a future he's got <laughs> if he's uh, to do what he's done over this carnival. He wasn't going to ride there three weeks ago, so hardly had his ride structured up, but he just kept delivering, had some nice horses, but he... He did the job. He did certainly do the job. It was yeah amazing mm. watching him perform at that elite level all the way through that carnival. But also a great atmosphere, as you just mentioned, at Rose Hill Gardens. And I think they've really seemed to capture the audience the last couple of weeks, which is really good. And there's always some colourful scenes out at Rose Hill. Going to be some big crowds next week. They'll let them out in Newcastle. The week after, they'll let them out in Wollongong. And I'd say Newcastle and Kembla Grange will be bursting at the seams. Uh, yep, uh, they'll be... The best ones yet. Yep. And more to come. I think uh, just looking, just looking at some of those horses that might go there is amazing. We've got a likely field. Uh, Dwayne Dow, the new CEO up there at Newcastle, has done the ring around. We'll bring you that field a little bit later for the Hunter, worth a million dollars next Saturday. But back to the Golden Gift. Two-year-olds, a million dollars. First and second prize money gets you into the Golden Slipper. As Ronnie said, a race now worth five million plus bonuses of a million along the way. They're yet to be announced. So Sajardin, the Breeders' Plate winner, beats Charlatan. Yep, and uh, well done, Gary. He's sort of he's, he's he's plotted the path, which you have to do for these big races. And after winning the Breeders' Plate, five weeks between runs, a beautiful track gallop. He's obviously had the right product to work with, and they didn't fall for the trap of you know panicking, drawing the wide barrier. They just said, well, he delivered riding quite at his uh, first start. And that's exactly what they did here. And uh, yeah, he, he can go to the paddock now, and Gary can train him like a golden slipper horse. And he's strong, he's got a great attitude, and just did everything right. Where this second horse, I'm convinced he's the, he's the real deal. Um, you know, you might say, oh, this mightn't be a strong race. We won't know, but all I know is he, he's a very good colt, uh, Shalatin. Uh, he, 
He just doesn't know what it's all about. He's looking at the horses around him there. He jumped better yesterday. It's just all new to him. I don't know what you think of him, but I, I think he's a... a I think he's a, a beauty. Yep, I think he's a real deal. I think he's one that we're going to be seeing in slipper contention in, in the next few months. I know when you're looking at them as types, Sajardin is that ready-made two-year-old. He's here to run really well, and, and that's the, the type of horse that stay inside. So there's no absolutely no detriment to what I'm saying about him, but Shalatin is the one that's got a lot of substance, and you don't know where the ceiling is with him because I think as a three-year-old, he's going to be even better, and what he's showing us now on raw ability shows that he's still going to be competitive at the top level from what we've seen two-year-old-wise uh, throughout this spring. Ooh. I mean, Colin Gatter's up here, mm, yeah. Sajardin, you know, he, he's not too far behind. Obviously, on times, so he's probably not uh, as impressive as her, but the improvement that Shalatin has made from his first run into this second-up performance, I mean, I, you can't say he should have won because the other horse was set a task, yep. but I just think mentally he's not quite there. And even after speaking to Jay Ford, he just said he was on and off the bridle. He wanted to over-race, then he didn't want to do it. And then he was sort of in between horses. He didn't know where he was mm. going. So in hindsight, maybe if he got to the outside, we would have seen him, you know, let down a little bit stronger. But there's there's a lot there in the tank. Mm. Yeah. OJ was good. Jenny gave uh, uh, her every possible chance there. And Cannonball went out hard. And he ran well to stick on to fourth spot. But I think the talking point is those two Colts who pretty well qualify themselves for the race now. And just on the two trainers, Gary Portelli's already won a slipper. He won it with a filly. It's not lost on him the fact that if you win it with a Colt, it's worth a lot more money to you. Yes. <laughs> so that's what he'd like to do with this yeah. horse. Joe Pride, not a noted two-year-old trainer. This is the, the best young horse he's got his hands on. I think that's about to change. Uh, yes, because Joe's not a... Well, he's he's got clientele, but he, he he's not a big yearling buyer, and that's probably why. And this horse is just a homebred mm. that they kept and didn't put through a sale, so he would have got him early. And I think he's had uh, oh, just he had rarely has he run that ballistic lover in, in a two-year-old mm. race. He's he's had one slipper runner in 2008, Atomica. She ran fourth mm. to Sebring, uh, mm. so I reckon that's his only slipper runner. Right. Well, uh, does this that this changes your career if you can prove you can do it? Yeah. Then, then you don't have to go and buy the yearlings. They'll be given to you, won't they? If you, if you, if you prove yourself at this at this level. There's no doubt that he can do it. He's a fantastic oh, trainer. No one's doubting that. I think it's the. He's also, as Ronnie mentioned, you're not getting not getting the stock through the early runners through early is probably why his record doesn't say he's he's had a lot of two year olds, mm. but. I also know that Joe's so incredibly patient and he's been known to keep horses up for a long time and mm. keep the longevity like so a Chris likes Waller. To them. He mm. likes to mature them. But what that tells me is this horse is so exciting because if he'd shown any signs of needing to go out or, you know, not being quite up to the mark, Joe would have done that and he's not. Mm. So that tells me that he's a very exciting horse and Joe's got, you know, really good um, a good horse to, to work with through the next coming months and I think two runs into a into a slipper yeah, is what what he what he's aiming for yeah I so think he said prior to an interview after his first run he says all I did was I give him a little soft poly track trial and I've given him two gallops on the poly track he'd never seen a grass track before yeah. he <laughs> yeah. started he's really <laughs> excited yeah. upside oh Ooh. he's really excited He's just, he just gives you that really good feeling that he's going to be a, a nice horse for the future. Mm, you can start training him now. Yeah. Remember, Chris Waller couldn't train two-year-olds? He, he couldn't <laughs> train a two-year-old win until April. Yes. It changes. It changes. It change. um, here he is. Here's, uh, here's Gary Portelli, a uh, slipper-winning trainer, also Jason Collett. We're also going to hear from Joe Pride on what he thought about the runner-up. 
That was scary to watch, wasn't it? You know, and I know Jason said before the race is hoping to get a position, but I don't think you can on this bike. You just got to ride him cold. And he waited, and I, when I saw him open up there with about 200 to go, I thought he was home, and I just saw Joe's colours coming through, and I thought, oh no. You know, I think we got beaten one day by Piero. We thought we were home, and uh, with Rebel Dane, and because and, the angle's funny here. I didn't want to go up too early because uh, all my owners thought they'd won, but uh, pretty embarrassing when they run second. <laughs> you won a golden slipper with a filly. Uh, how does this cult... Maybe it's a lot more profitable if you win with a cult. <laughs> how does this cult compare to some of the better cults you've had? Oh, look, he had to do what he did today to prove to me that, you know, he's the real deal. You know, it's a, it was a strong race, but the backmarkers weren't playing today. And he's just he's just done everything you want to see. You know, he's, he's the real deal. There's no doubt now. My job's now to give him a break and get him back and have him in first-class order for the uh, the big one. Is he is he looking for a break? Do you think? Is he is he telling you that he Look, might? He's need? a tough horse. He, I probably wouldn't have to, but I will. Yep. Um, I think now that he's qualified for the Golden Slipper, we'll aim up at more than likely the Millennium, two million dollar race, um, and then we'll we'll probably go around a fortnight from the Golden Slipper and hopefully draw a little better than a day because. Yeah. I don't know, my, uh, my, my heart can take much more of that, I've got to say, but it's a real thrill for the owners. We actually had a presentation today for the, uh, for the, the, the trophy of the breeder's plate, and believe it or not, the, the breeder of the horse, um, he's got the, the, he got the trophy, so he's got the breeder's plate and the breeder, and what a, he's got the mare, uh, he's got foals by capitalist out of her, it's just hopefully <laughs> he remembers when it comes to uh, a trainer. Uh, I'd like to take that one. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it a real relief to, to put the slipper away knowing that you're there? You don't have to uh, chase your tail and get there. Well, you don't have to peek him before the slipper now. All I have to do now is make sure that I manage him and have him in good order on the day. And there's no doubt he'll improve off what we've seen. I said to you before the race, he's got an old head on a young body. He relaxed beautifully in the birdcage. He's just a gem to work with. He's just a beautiful horse to, to deal with. And, Geez, I, I don't know where it's going to stop. You know, he's ready to get over further. I think he'll get up to a mile later on. It's, I think I know there's going to be better horses coming through. Now we've only seen this small group of two-year-olds for this point, but he'll improve as much as anyone. And um, I think we saw a winner. He's beginning. He began better today, which I was, I was happy about. I said to Gary, that was probably number one on the list to, to get him out a bit cleaner. And look, he's taken improvement from that trial to first start to today. Uh, and look, yeah. I, Got on the back of Vanderbilt's Nobu and really didn't take me far. And I got a bit worried when the, the tempo was strong and they sort of flushed about the 600. But just held them together, got them into the straight balanced, and as you see, he's, he's, he's let down really well. Yeah, look, I just come here today with a, with a desire to see my horse run really well. And, um, you know, sometimes seconds can be as good as a win because you could win and think, well, I didn't beat anything and where do I go from here? But I took a lot of encouragement out of that run and that my horse has got a lot to learn um, and it's only his second race start. He's, he's very exciting. Gary's colt was, was excellent as well today and I think, you know, at this early stage of the season anyway, they, they probably look like the two best the two best ones around. Yeah. Have you ever had such a promising horse this early in the season? No, no, no I haven't. But. Um, been doing it for 20 years, so we know what to do with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone keeps if reminding he's me he's two, but it doesn't really make much difference to me. It doesn't matter, but I mean, if, yeah. he, if he can stick around long enough, yeah. God knows how good he well, can we be. I might have him around as an eight or nine-year-old, you know, <laughs> winning a couple of Everest or something like that. Maybe so. It's not that silly. Coolangatta wasn't there yesterday, gone to the paddock, $6, and Sajardin and Charlatan, they sort of join at the hip now, $11. Yeah, and Gerald will work out soon enough that... Uh, if he's got a two-year-old colt that wins a group one, that they won't be racing at nine. I can... yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
he's yet to work that one out. <laughs> so there's uh, the golden gift. Now we move on to the uh, half million dollar group two hot Danish for the mayors. And uh, here's a reward for Electric Girl. Yeah, she's a beauty. Um, she, I think she left them, all, all these nice mares, with no excuse. I thought they rolled along quick enough and she tagged up. He kept a balance. Jay, he rode her beautifully. And when she was there to be uh, beaten by all these nice mares, uh, she proved that she was the, the best on the day. So she was well set up. She was very honest. Uh, she carried, beat them at level weights with a lower rating. And like I said, no excuses in the wide, wide world. Uh, for anything behind her, for my liking. Rock o'clock was good, and she's still got another peak run in her. I thought she loomed to win there. I thought she was the winner here, Madame Rouge. Uh, but she she ran well. Surely there's a, a race for Wanderbar, this preparation. She's only second up here at 1,400 metres, and I, I, I thought she went uh, pretty good. Yeah, she's, and if she gets a bit of give in the track as well, she's yeah, absolutely she excels, fine. Yeah. I just want to make a mention to Jay Ford as well. Obviously, uh, he's hasn't had the best of springs. He contracted COVID and he missed out on the ride on Private Eye and the Epsom. And it's good to see him back in the winner's stall. He hasn't had the greatest of opportunities since then because the carnival had sort of shifted on. So it's good to see him getting on a horse like Shalatan, riding it the best he possibly can and then winning um, the group race yesterday. Well, yeah. the, the feature race yesterday. Terrific. Here's uh, Michael Hawkes and Jay Ford. We set it for this race all along. Uh, she won really good uh, at Provincials first up. Her last couple of runs were, were great. Uh, even last start at Ramble was very good. She only got beat a length and a half and run fourth. So um, I spoke to Lefty that manages uh, Ross Williams as uh, Sir Paul's now and yesterday and I said, look, she's going to be very hard to beat. I was actually worried about the rain uh, coming because she's not overly effective on, uh, on a wet track. But you know what, we've done the job. She's a Group 2 winner and it's a great result. Such a sad passing of Mr Williams, uh, a big loss to the racing industry and it's only been in the last, what is it, two years or so, Michael, that your stable's become associated with those super horses? Yeah, it has, Greg. You know, we had him early days and obviously he loved to spread his horse around and uh, with Joe Pride, Gwenda Markle and that of the like, but uh, Ross came back to us in the latter years and, um, you know, we tried to uh, resurrect some of his old horses, Angel of Truth and Archidemus won a gong, and, yep. um, but he's just been a great supporter. He was just a left-field person that he really could breed a horse. Um, like, you look at this man now, she's five-year-old, she's really coming to hand. Um, honestly, he'd be serving his mares from size that you just wouldn't really think of going to, and he's got a plan, he's stuck to it. So, uh, you know, luckily enough for us and for our team, um, Lefty's taken over, and he's really wanting to, to, and the family for that matter, they really want to go forward. and. We're just trying to sort the wheat out from the chaff and hopefully get some more of a good results like this for them. She certainly deserved that. Um, she's been around the mark all this campaign, racing against good horses, all the good mares in stakes races. So uh, the stable, we're, we're pretty keen on her chances. They said just help her, help her all the way. Um, and then when you go for her, really go for her. And she responded gamely and, like I said, a deserved victory. A deserved victory also for yourself as well. Uh, just talking about the previous race in the Golden Gift, I had a chat with you about Shalatin. What's your views on him out of that last arch? Yeah, look, he's a really talented animal. The best is certainly ahead of him. What you're seeing at the moment, he's had one trial and two starts. He's very raw, he's very green, but he's got a big motor and uh, the future's very bright for him. OK, um, just on the hunter next week, uh, Wanderbar is one of five horses mentioned by Chris Lees that may be going to the hunter. She may back up next week. So the five uh, Chris Lees runners are Wanderbar Special Award, Gem Song, Count of Monte Cristo, Never Talk. 
Lost and Running mm. is likely to be the top weight. Yes. Uh, Sweet Deal, who won it last year. Yep. In foal but still going. Yep. It doesn't finish there. Standout, Signore Fox, Kementari, I Am Superman, Dawn Passage, Imaging, Prime Candidate, Al Mahaha, Handle the Truth, Crea Deris, Roheron, Ranier, and Streets of Avalon has shown some interest as well. Dwayne Dow uh, did a ring around, like an old uh, secretary um, of a race club, and that's the list he came up with of, of trainers who are thinking about it. And yeah. top rank, would he possibly go there as well, the import? Wasn't that on the cards when he was scratched the other day? They yeah. were he talking might, about that? Either, I'd say either he'd go to the gong or he might be in the paddock. Uh, because I did, I think Tommy Berry might have been aligned him, and I asked him when he's riding in the gong, oh, in, on the in the hunter, and he told me something else. So right, I don't know whether he would be there. Okay, well let's we'll get Dwayne Dale onto that. Ring around, do some more ringing. Okay, that's uh, that's a look at the hunter. That's next Saturday at uh, Newcastle. We'll take a break. More to come on the other side of this. Let's go back to the start of the day. Uh, Tommy Berry kicked us off with a, an early treble, starting with suppression in the first for Chris Waller. Yeah, nice enough horse. He's just more or less out of class one company. And look, I think he's got upside. He's got room to move in the in the in the ratings. He's still work in progress, just wanting to be over racing, wanted to run off a little bit on the first turn and not running straight. So I think there's a lot to like about him. Um, I don't think this race is strong at the same time. Herman Hess, he paced himself much better um, and he did have six and a half kilos more than the winner and he was left in front a little bit early. So a little excuse. There's a win in him there and they, they pretty well dominated the rest, fortified, probably got a Wednesday win in him. Olympic play gaze just plugged home but uh, it's all about probably the upside with the winner. Yeah, the upside with the winner. I think the first two horses are ones that you will be following, you know, winning these types of races. Maybe not Herman Hess throughout the spring, but certainly when he comes, if he has a break and comes back. But suppression's probably one that's got the upside, as his record would suggest. And here is uh, Charlie Duckworth uh, for Chris Waller and Tommy Berry. Yeah, it's just been, it's just been a real privilege, really, to work with these horses that are just turning up and all, all on all the right days and in the main stage. And uh, no, it's it's just re really special for all the staff. Everyone's just absolutely buzzing. It's. Um, it's a bit of a liberty getting paid for these weeks. Well, you're still going to put your hand out, though. <laughs> I'll still have And uh, what about, and I tell you what, uh, Suppression will get a nice pat when he comes back. He dug in deep there. Yeah, he did. I actually think um, all, all three, three past the post, first, second and third, I think are all probably progressive forces. Um, suppression obviously had to, had to dig really tough, uh, dig really deep after pulling a little bit too hard with Tommy. Um, he is quite a keen going horse. and. So the instructions were, were obviously to try and ride him as, as passively as we could because he can fire up. Uh, so when we were coming towards the first turn and he looked like he might end up leading, then I was a little bit nervous. But um, no, he got a, got a lovely run and obviously I think he ended up getting a bit of an interference at the top of the straight from our stable mate and just not quite letting him out. Um, but it, no, he, it was a solid win. It wasn't an ideal ride to start off your day. Usually you're like a, a warm-up, but no, he didn't give me much of a break even. Pulling him up and bringing him back in after the race was probably the hardest part of the whole thing, but um, he did drop the bit all right for me halfway around, and that's probably what helped him finish off the way he did, but he was just very wayward down the straight, but once he knuckled down that last 100 metres, 
he was never going to get beat. Now we go to the uh, Chris Kearns Highway, uh, race number two, So Say You. It was Berry again with his old mate, Robbo. Oh, boy, haven't they had some fun in these highways. Uh, and she has been so durable, so tough and honest all the way through in these highways. And Tommy just put her in a beautiful spot, presented her, and she got the job done. I thought Sizzling Cat was pretty good. Uh, had his chance. He, I think he's got... He's only second up into a prep, and I, I think it's a formality that he could win a mile highway or come back for a 1500 here. I thought he did a good enough job there. Um, Shiller's Miss, um, up in class. It was a big go in the market, and I thought she, she'd pull up a little bit. Two small. out of five lame. Yeah, yeah, so maybe excuses for her. And Point Counterpoint ran a nice race first up here. Had a bit of odds and maybe one to watch, but... Um, just a beautiful ride from a, on a very fit mare, um, great combination, and, but there's a couple behind there. Um, that could be their go, winning a, uh, a highway in the near future. So that is the uh, the highway. Here's uh, Terry Robinson and once again Tommy Berry. It's just nice to have Tommy back on. Uh, you know, I feel sorry for Brock. Uh, she's been going well this mare, just had no luck drawing bad gates and uh, some of the, you know, as I say, some of the runs have been top class. It's nice to things fall into place today. This horse has just been chipping away. A highway winner before, but this has been your plan with a lot of your horses. If, if you don't win one, just keep coming back. Oh, well, look, she was pretty impressive the first day. She won a highway here. She beat Dream Runner and his favourite in the Ooh. race later in the day, the Country Classic. And as I say, since then, she's had no luck at all. You know, she drew on a barrier the last three starts. She would have been definitely in the money, and unfortunately, she had a slight foot problem. When I had to scratch her two weeks ago, and I'm sure she would have been competitive there. You know, this this filly's been good all preparation. She's just um, found a bit of bad luck, and she probably came here with the best form, the country classic form. And um, yeah, she she drew awkward today, but the key was finding a nice spot for her. And we did that, and we were able to present her at the right time. And she was duly too good. She's uh, one that always seems to sort of get bad luck in her races. If she continues to get the good luck, she looks as though she'll continue on with it. Yeah, definitely. Well, she can she can hold a spot in her races, but when she draws 12 or 13, she hasn't got that speed to get across outside the leader. So you're always having to come and ride a quiet. But, um, you know, today, sort of Terry left it up to me and we thought that we'd just try our luck a little bit. And we did that and thankfully we got it. And here he is again. He was having a very good day. <laughs> uh, three in a row, another one for Waller, Shibley. Yeah, and he loved being back home at Rose Hill where he set up his Form 2 starts back. He stalked the leaders. Um, another good ride um, from a confident Berry. Jazzland had his... Well, he had his chance in front. And Lady Loves to Gamble. Looks another honest run from her. Avian Fury was pretty good. First up, 1,800, no trial. And uh, we know he's got as much talent as he, so if he can come on off that, there's some... There's some nice races for him over summer, but geez, a pretty bunch finish there and hard to read the form. Yeah, it was good to see him bounce back, Shibley. We see that a lot with uh, Chris's horses, how they're able to bounce back after a disappointing performance. And I think a lot of uh, that was down to the track, just having it at this stage in the day, having that bit of giving it, and it made him a little bit more comfortable. But you could see he was a completely different horse yesterday, and, and the market also... Um, identified that quite early on. Yeah, they did, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a beautiful track yesterday. Just that natural rain through the week and it, uh, it shaped up pretty well, pretty fair, I'd say. Uh, once again, here's uh, Charlie and Tommy. Yeah, he's going, going terrifically well at present, um, which is obviously aided by, aided by some very good rides this preparation. Um, obviously, first time up, up to the 1,800 metres was a little bit of a concern, but they 
went a pretty sedate pace, so I, I was pretty confident in the, in the mid-stages that he was going to have enough turn of foot to uh, out-muscle and late. You've ticked a mile, you've ticked 1,800. Could this horse go any further? Yeah, I was actually having a good chat to Tommy about uh, his sort of progression through his career, and he sort of said, oh, he might have just about hit his mark at the, at the mile journey, but if he gets 18 and if he got 2,000 again, or well, he's... He's going to continue to progress, and he's actually going to make make a pretty pretty handy horse. He's obviously got a very good um, sort of career record so far, and he's relatively light, lightly raced. So there's certainly improvement to come, um, and how far he goes is up to him. Yeah, look, he was more comfortable with a bit of giving the ground, and and up in distance as well. Um, felt like he got left a little bit flat-footed the other day, but he was in amongst horses. I think he's a better horse when he's able to make his run on his own when Huey has at his past too, and and present himself at his own, own, own pace. But um, that's good today because that opens a few more doors now. If you can get a horse to 2,000, they can probably make it up to a, a bit higher grade than they can at a mile. All right, so that's uh, the first three races. They went to Berry. He had to wait a little while to get his fourth. We'll come back with more after this. A newcomer to the Edward Cummings stable from David Van Dyke, Amici, Amiche, uh, scored a very good win, a determined win here in race four. Yeah, lovely to boo uh, for the stable here. Look, uh, um, Ed picked her up and he'd, you know, give her a month without a trial. And she performed very well. She's got a good-looking record now. And she's won five out of ten, so she's, she's obviously talented and dug in there and, and wanted to win, which is evident in her record, um, undeniable back in distance, did a really good job. Um, she was okay there late, wasn't she? Oh, please, Diana. I was disappointed in the favourite, Salika. Maybe she, maybe she does want it wet. Maybe. Oh, well, when you look back on her form, it does look as though she's a little bit better on, on wet tracks. And by this time in the day, it was starting to really dry out, so it probably wasn't to her favour. But... Uh, there's nothing in the stewards report to suggest that maybe she she didn't look like she needed the run uh, But sometimes they can get better with a run under their belt after they've had a, yeah. a lengthy spell. Yeah, no, we've got to give her another chance, but um, Just the market expectation expected a little more. Well, let's go and hear from uh, Edward Cummings and Josh Parr So she is a half-sister to do uh, by Nakoni um, David Van Dyke had her as you know and pointed out pre-race uh, did a marvelous job with her and um, you know I suppose on the back of uh, getting some good results with Dewis, the, the owners, uh, with David in concert, suggested that um, perhaps she'd come down to us, different environment, a bit older, you know, perhaps uh, you know, a, a reinvigoration as such might do with the world of good. And um, you know, despite a few anxious moments in the run there, uh, it's been a, a good start for her. Great family then, isn't it? Well, it, it's a developing family for sure. So, you know, I, I dare say this might not be the uh, end of her career by any stretch. Yep. You know, she's. Uh, I think she's got a lot of, le of racing, good racing left in her, and uh, that's a, in, in a, a to, you know a large credit to David and his team for how how they managed her up to this point. She won quite well. Uh, it's a little bit of nervous energy there uh, at the start of the race. Uh, she got ahead up and, and just wanted to over race with me. Thankfully, the speed went on, and then she tucked ahead, and she was really nice. Interestingly enough, the track is fir firming up now. And when I let it down, she just wanted to creep left slightly with me. But she was uh, very determined and, and we got the victory. Uh, so, on to the Country Classic. 2,000 metres, Metropolitan Prize money for the country trainers. And it was the girls, Joanne Hardy at Coffs Harbour and Laura Lafferty with 
a bolter. A bolter, all right. $150 on the totes. Uh, how long since you've seen a, a top weight pay that and win on a Saturday? I don't think it's ever been. It would never have happened. No. Uh, but he outstayed them. They went out and these horses didn't know what hit them. Uh, they've never been in a contest like this. And he's just a good old tough horse with a, a 2,200 metre lead up. A few people found him, you know, but uh, obviously uh, he was hard to find with the top weight and a couple of improvers there, but once they went out that hard, he was just so, so tough. And um, Good on you, Laura. She did a good job getting him home there. She's she's only um, had a few rides in town here in Sydney. She's uh, back from injuries in Victoria, and, and she's she's well-spoken and seems very dedicated. Five Kingdom got hurled up and uh, may have had little excuses there. And Domingo went OK, um, as does his stablemate group think, and Invincible Dash loomed up and just couldn't withstand the pressure there as well. Um, the favourite dream runner got uh, hampered in the straight when he went to go up inside the horse that was stopping, so obviously he should have finished closer there as well. But uh, good on them. They, they got a nice little result there in, in what we'd call the upset of the day. It was the upset of the day. It's good uh, to see Laura this time of year winning on a horse like at a, such big odds and, and showing that she's going to be very effective over this summer period, especially mm. when a few of the jockeys have a bit of time off or uh, go up to Queensland or go to any, um, any other state to mm. ride winners. But she's going to be very valuable and John O'Shea's been holding her back to make sure that she gets it right because it's a it's a tough school, Sydney. Tough school. And, uh, uh, but John will sort it out. He'll, he's a tough man. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually quite soft. He wants to act as though he's a tough man. Oh, really? Yeah, um, big teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Laura in an interview with Ray Thomas this morning, and she is this funny. She's got a good story. I think she had to make a decision whether she wanted to be an apprentice jockey or an athlete. I think she got a scholarship to go to America. She was a very good. I think 800 metre runner, they said. So she, um, she's obviously talented. I think she's done a bit of boxing throughout her career. Um, so Jeez. John will want to watch out for himself. Yes. <laughs> Golden Gloves champ. Yeah, Is yeah. He? Yeah, the under three stone sevens. And we've got a great photo. Oh, my we've goodness. We've got a great photo. Oh, yeah, it yeah, has been. The vault. It's, yeah. It's, do you, how do you reckon you go now? No, oh, no, I'd be no good now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here they are, the girls, Joey and Hardy and Laura Lafferty. The pace was on, and look, that really suits him. When, it, when they stop at home, when the staying races, they tend to sort of pull up mid-race. He tends to over-race and he doesn't finish off. But, you know, today they really hooked along at a good pace, and it, it just suited him. He's a lovely boy. He's, um, he's, won, well, he's won nine races for us now. He's just been a really good bread-and-butter staying horse in the country. And I thought they might be a bit too good for him today, but we had to take the claim and get a bit of weight off his back because he just doesn't carry that 57, 58. He, he starts labours. Yeah. Uh, when he's down at the 55, 56, he can really got to turn a foot. Big thank you to Racing New South Wales for putting these races on and for supporting country racing. Um, there's a lot of people that own horses in the country that just have a fabulous time doing it. Um, we've got a lot of owners here today and they're having a great day. We've got a lot of people to thank, but um, first and foremost, well done to Miss Hardy, the team back at home. The horse just looked a treat in the yard. Um, it was open field today. I felt like it really could be anyone's chance to win this race. Um, yeah, he just felt super going to the gates. He relaxed really nice for me and I was just lucky enough to get sort of the splits at the top of the straight and um, it's too strong for him. They looked to be quite genuine tempo when we were watching the race and you must have sort of been back just saving yourself because you had that big weight. Yeah, I think that's sort of what he got, got him in the end. Uh, he probably could have won a few more than he has and the race just hasn't suited and he hasn't been able to travel as well as he did today but you're exactly right, um, the tempo was really 
really strong which suited us because he works really nicely in behind him when he's able to travel like that. Um, he was able to really reserve his energy and work strong to the line. On to race number six, this was the midway and it was Saquon's day yesterday. It was, and uh, although Tommy rode four, this was a beautiful ride uh, by Josh. Um, he Everything went according to script for him. Uh, we all thought he'd find the box seat and peel, and that's exactly what I did, he did. Look, I thought he was going to just put him away. Um, don't know whether I want to fall into him again, uh, but he, he gets the job done. I thought Budwar was so tough. I thought all these horses out wide were entitled to just fly past him here. Um, so that's it's the story, you know, that's his story. He's a real fighter, Budwar. Uh, Bowery Breeze was good. Uh, this Ghost Rider, now this was first up in, you know, I think nearly 300 days. And he never really gets balanced. Just a switch course there, held up again, and never really gets right into his work. He should have got a lot closer there. Well, I'm not saying he should have won, but he should have been figuring half to three quarters of a length closer. So he may have um, come back well. Um, um, Annabelle may have just got to the bottom of him now. He's obviously had issues. Yeah, he's uh, definitely going to be effective in those types of races. And if there's any rain around, she's absolutely flying, Barry Breeze. It's just she doesn't get that given the track that she really appreciates. Yeah. Uh, Mick Rowland was representing the Perry Stable and Josh Parr. Oh, yeah, we're, we're just trying to get him to come back and relax. And he, he's had bad barriers today. He's, he's drawn a barrier and he's produced the results. And he can go on with it from here because his early, his early form was excellent. Oh, it's impeccable. Mm. Yeah, really good. The stable reckon they've got him right now and he can go on with it? Yeah, well, it's up to the boss to place him where he thinks he can win and um, hopefully he'll keep on winning. I had a dream run. I got, I got onto the back of Pandora Blue, 600 from home. I thought, my goodness, this is working out really well. Got the clear air. And he let down well but didn't go on with it immediately. He... Uh, he wanted to change strides and that took a little bit of time and then he regathered himself and, and Timmy on the inside kept kicking back, kicking, kicking, kicking. But thank God we got him. Uh, excellent performance. Uh, this horse changed stables from uh, Matt Villa over to Kiramar and David Eustace has always had a, uh, a lot of potential. I wonder what the Mar Eustace stable can do with this bloke now that he's put a win on the board first up. Yeah, well, they've got a very mature horse to work with. Now, I remember this horse. Did he run second in a golden? Yeah, on this day, yeah. 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 So he he looked beautiful. He's mature now. He's sensible. He's still a stallion. I think there was everyone wanted to geld him at one stage there. So it's taken a while. I think the only risk going into this race was he's sharp enough for 1,200 metres, and that he was, and that the market just savaged him on the totes there late. So the, obviously the figures and the professionals and the big computers, they loved him and they collected. Uh, I, he could well be the type of horse that you could probably have a go at the Villiers to try and get that little slot for the Doncaster Mile. You get into a Villiers with about 49 kilos or something. So that's his time to have a crack mm. at a race like that. He'd get into a Villiers with no weight. And I think, he, I think he's desperate for a mile. I think he's desperate for a mile. So desperate look, for a mile on a dry track. Yes, there are provisos there with him. Foxfighter was good. He, he did work and stuck on, so nothing wrong with that. 
Um, had another flat heaven. He, he's got a, um, a little bit of a desire problem there. Nick Tock was good. And Kinlock's getting into a bad habit of missing that start. So he won't, don't want to keep that up because it'll cost him a couple of wins. But it's all about the winner. He's a nice horse. Mm. Uh, let's go and hear from Jack Bruce for Kieran and David and also Tommy Berry for the fourth time. Congratulations to Sir Owen. He's a special horse for him being by Criterion and still a stallion. So that gives us all a big thrill. And um, the team have done a great job with him. He spent a lot of time at our beach property north of Newcastle and uh, done a lot of work up there, which has been good for him. And um, 10 out of 10 ride from Tommy Berry. It's a big thrill. And that's only a recent acquisition, isn't it? Your Newcastle, north of Newcastle property, up near the bay? Yeah, it is. It's up in Bob's farm and uh, we sort of keep about a dozen horses there at a time. We've got use of the beach and it's sort of not for every horse, but it is for a lot of horses. It really helps them, just the, the sand work and obviously the access to the salt water. So um, he's been a, a recipient of the, the care from up there um, and he's come down here and made an impression first up. Look, I thought, honestly, they'd be a bit sharp for him today, but... I was a little bit aggressive on him out the gates and I just kept his mind on the job the whole way, even in the run. Because he has been known to float a little bit when he gets there, but it was nice to see him put him away and, and put him to the sword today. And Obviously he's going to improve when he gets over a bit further, but he might be a fresh horse at the shorter trips because every time he has stepped out over longer, he hasn't been overly impressive. They might have found the key to him, as you mentioned, having him nice and fresh and running him over those shorter trips. But I think the biggest one is probably him coming back in winning style. Yeah, sometimes when horses are out of the winner's store for a while, and he's run against some pretty hard, uh, handy fields in the past, but that will do his confidence a world of good. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he's got to bring. And the final race of the day, and this was uh, Zushak. Joe Pride and Tyler Schiller with his three-kilo claim uh, on Top of Zaki. Yeah, he was on the back up, and once uh, he got left alone in front and just run that 12-4 sectional uh, in, in a race like this, it was all over. Um, he just had to, you know, amble home here and, you know, 34 and a half, and he was go always going to hold them at bay. So, got favours, got the job done. Blesk is going well. Suave also going well. He hasn't put a bad run in this preparation. That's a nice first up run from Welsh legend. And Francesco Guardi. Uh, he might have a future. What would you yep, make of him? I liked him, yeah. I thought he was probably a little bit behind in his coat. Mm. He was nice and forward in condition. But I also, what I liked about him was his attitude. You know, sometimes those imports, they just don't acclimatise attitude-wise. And he was perfect in the yard and looked very genuine. So he, he does definitely have a lot of upside. Uh, Tyler's first Saturday Metropolitan right. winner. He has okay. ridden Wednesday winners before, but this is his first Saturday. And he's going to be able to you know, have a really good time over the next few months with Mark supporting him. Yeah, three kilos. Yeah. Yep. And that Francesco Gardi, you know, a reason I ask if he can stay, I love them. At least he's, I love seeing them imports show a bit of dash and speed mm. out of the barrier. And that's what he did there. So one to watch. Right. He's one of He's one of those ones that you like to pick up on early days. Yeah, but he could be one of them ones that just keeps getting you in as well. I, mm. I want to see oh. him put... I'm very wary of them. Very, very wary of them. Well, Lord Ardmore wasn't. No, they're just... You know, we'll see. I thought he was good. Uh, here's Joe Pride. He dusted off this hat yesterday. Looking good too. Very some nice hats lately. Yeah. Al Capone. Yeah, bit, bit of, there's a bit of gangster about him. Here's, <laughs> here's Joe. It's been one of those sort of carnivals for the stable. They've done a great job. Uh, all the staff at home and, and uh, it's those little little calls that you make along the way and they've, they've kind of gone our way this, this, this carnival which is, which is really pleasing because a lot of hard work can go unrewarded in this game.
and a call to put Tyler on and use his three kilos helped too. The boy rode him really well. He did, didn't he? Stack them up beautifully in front. He really controlled the race, and I thought he got some really cheap sectionals there. Um, so, no, congratulations to Tyler, and yeah, he's a promising young kid, and uh, Mark does a fantastic job, Newnham, that is, with, with these young apprentices, bringing them through. So he's teaching them things that I couldn't imagine how to do, you know, and that's, that's the advantage of um, being under his care. Now, are you finished yet? I mean, the gong and the hunter are still to come. Are you still, you still got any more bullets? I've got some bullets. I think that probably the two horses I'm looking forward to seeing most over the next few weeks are Brutality and, and Stockman. Yep. They're a couple of really good horses, yeah. and we sort of we left the carnival alone with them, brought them through a winter campaign, and if they can get some wet tracks over the next month, there's certainly two that, that everyone should have in their black books. It was a big loss taking Nash off, I think, but the three kilos made up for it today, and he travelled beautifully gave a super strong kick at the top of the straight and I was pretty confident from there on in. Uh, it must be a really a nice sort of tick off at a career milestone getting your first Metropolitan Saturday win. Just put it into words what it means to you. Yeah, it's definitely a monkey off the back because I've been going for a good three or four Saturdays now and I had a good book of rides today and if I didn't get a winner I was going to be a little <laughs> bit down in the dumps but um, it was a good end to the day and super to get one for Mr Pride. All right, that was a look at Rose Hill. When we come back, we'll have a look at Flemington yesterday, including Nature Strip and Zaki winning the big ones. Warning finds reserves. Wentwood chases hard. Sound lifting the middle. Then Dr. Drill still warning. 100 metres to go. Still a length in front of Sound. Wentwood. And warning punched out by Rubilla. Wins the Queen Elizabeth. Warning from Sound. Wentwood. Dr. Drill. Below the 300. Port Louis drove through with Ben the Neo president. Daily Bugle runs on. And then Cape Ritz on. It's Port Louis. Ben the Knee. Cardinal Gemma's flashing home along the inside. Ben the Knee took the front with 50 metres to go. It's Ben the Knee just in front of Port Louis and one. Bend the knee from Port Louis, photo third, Cardinal Jeb or Daily Bugle. How intrigue is getting through. Zaydani up on the fence. Godelin and Starrell down the outside from Nimalee. Plenty of hopes here as they reach the 200. It's our intrigue with Zaydani, Bonvicini, then Vanagul and Starrell late. Our intrigue and Zaydani, our intrigue and Zaydani. Stride for stride, Zaydani just in front of G1. Zaydani from our intrigue, Starrell third, I'd say, from Bonvicini. Age of chivalry in front of the 200 metres is it vulnerable led three quarters crosshaven now high stranger just a canter running on the Cinnawan next age of chivalry trying to grip on crosshaven is chiseling away age of chivalry brave crosshaven's going to have one go they hit it age of chivalry just kept fighting and won it from crosshaven and just a canter do sir still kicks at the 250 willowy grinding her down do sir about a length in front of willowy then came a wall of them but do sir 100 to go willowy's Three quarters, Dusser a half. Willowy's going to have a go. Dusser, Willowy dives. He's done it, Ollie. He's seventh, Oaks. Willowy wins from Dusser second. Photo third, Biscayne Bay, Elusive Express. Tears very elegant. She's coming home. 300 to go. The mighty mare moves up to incentivize and races on by. Then floating out of Spanish mission, but very elegant at the 150. The darling of the turf has raced clear three weeks incentivized. Three and a half incentivized Spanish mission floating artist. Well, you haven't had a chance to speak about that. What a mare. 
What I mean, ten individual group ones. You know, you, you, some of these horses win the same one every year, but to do it individually uh, was just amazing. And the way she won that, and the margin from that fourth horse to the fifth mm. horse was just unbelievable. The way that field spread out, um, champion, absolute champion, mare. Great training performance, beautiful ride. What else can you say that hasn't been said? That's right. Mm. That's right. Amazing. Uh, I remember we were sat here last Sunday and we were talking about the Melbourne Cup field and you kept saying maybe Very Elegant has been, you know, he's trained her because she's a bit more dour this time around and he's trained her for a Melbourne Cup and that's what you couldn't get out of your head. Well, that's why, you know, Chris is such a, uh, you know, he would have had the, since last year, she ran so well last year. And since, you know, he won't admit it, he said, oh, I, was, I, was, I didn't know whether to scratch her or not. But I, I reckon once he stretched her workout, more so with having the Melbourne Cup, I'm just guessing this, it's just a, a theory I've got. He would have stretched a workout, training her like a Melbourne Cup, where last, the previous year, he was training her like a Cox Plate horse. Well, a more of a, she was a Caulfield, that was her grand final yeah, as well, was, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. So I, I think, trained like a stayer, and she, she ran like she'd run two and a quarter mile. She was amazing. I want to come back to her and others uh, after we have a look at Zaki. Um, we'll get to him in a... In fact, we'll go... What are we going to go next? Zaki or Nature Strip? Nature Strip next. Let's go to him and we'll come back to Zaki. Um, this was a walk in the park. Uh, well, it was expected, yeah. you know, he, with his form and just the condition that he's been in this preparation. Trouble-free. We've, we've spoke about it, spoke about it, spoke about it. And... 16 million in the bank. He's not far off Red Zell now. He, he's uh, incredible. He, well, you've seen him all prep. He's just been right on top of his game. This is the best spring preparation I've ever seen from him. And often I say that in the autumn, he's a completely different horse. But just Chris had got him spot on. He'd had no setbacks. His preparation had just gone trouble free. And that's a product of of a very, very good prep and the fact he was probably fronting up against horses that were, well, they just, they weren't, they weren't in his league. Have they got too much money now? Like, uh, they, there's this talk of him, oh, we all want to go to Royal Ascot, you know, is it all that prestige that they, they want to have? Uh, Why wouldn't you want to try your best sprinter I mean, I want him to stay unless I'm going to Royal Ascot, but why wouldn't you want to try your best sprinter against what they have? They come here with their best stay, well, with their stayers that they think they're going to win a Melbourne Cup with, which they invariably do. Why are we not going to send our best horses when they've won everything they could possibly win here? I can understand why the owners would want to do that. Because they can win a third TJ Smith worth two and a half million. Well, it, it may be. And then they can look at the, look at the average worth 15 back, million. How many have come back and performed at their optimum? No, I completely, I completely agree with you, and I see both sides of the fence, but what we have to remember is that he is... He's an amazing horse, and why wouldn't you want to show him off around the world if you've won everything here? Race for two bob. Put, put the well, you on. like travelling overseas when you all go right, on holiday. All right, all right, all right. You've got your ticket to Royal Ascot. You'll be actually. Sure. There's a horse. Speaking of the Everest and talking about globe trotters, there's a horse in America this morning, Golden Pal, owned yes. by Coolmore. It was a thousand metre turf sprint this morning. He has won over now they're, talk, they're talking about go, going to Royal Ascot. Racing what? for two, Bob, why wouldn't you come over why here and race for $15 million? You've got the slot. Oh, Can you text Coolmore? Stop I, I, stirring her up. No, I, you've got the slot, and you know who he's trained by? Wesley Ward. Wesley Ward, who loves travelling his horses. He has now conquered Royal Ascot. Yeah. Come so and conquer Australia. Come, I think he wants to. 
I've Good. heard that he wants to, so why not? Ring Wesley, ring Curlmore, bring him down here. We'd love to have those top liners mm. come here to race against our top liners as well, but I can understand why they would, you know, they fancy having a trip to Royal Ascot. Let's go to Zaki. Here he is winning the McKinnon. Scratched, of course, out of the Cox Plate. Uh, he's bounced back and he's won another Group 1. Three Group 1s for this horse. Three Group 1s. Yeah, he's... Um... Um, what can you say? Um, very brave move by Annabelle, under pressure after Cox played. He, if he would have failed here, a lot of people would be saying, oh, he should have went to the paddock, should have went to the paddock. Uh, but she trusted herself, and he was back to his brilliant best. It's a good prep. Castigadian, hasn't he, without winning? I reckon Moanga's a Doncaster mile horse. I reckon he's more of a miler than a, a 2,000 metre horse. And, uh, yeah, what can you say? He's a ripper. Well, I well, can say... You can say that's the way to ride him, can't you? Yes. 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 Can I say this yes. to you? Can I say this to you? And uh, bring up <coughs> Queen Elizabeth. Yep. In the autumn next year. Now, we we've seen... Yeah, you need a uh, crayon yep, and some butcher's it. paper. Got it. <laughs> um, that's a great scene yeah, too. Yeah, that's a wonderful McDonald scene. McDonald breaking yeah. Preble's record and them hugging. Incredible. How could you script that when Preble was just happened to be there as he broke the record? I know we've got a minute. Be quiet. I'll, <laughs> I'll get on with it. We might be late today, OK? Yeah. It's 9.57. In fact, we're going late now. We've got lots of rubbish here. Lot, we've, got a lot of, we've got a lot of butcher's paper and crayon to get through here. The Queen Elizabeth. A Dabe and very elegant. Bring bring yep. them back together. They've yep. got to be there for the third renewal. Yep. Add in Zaki. Mm -hmm. Add in Incentivise. Yep. Add in Profondo. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Add in Animo. Add in that Japanese horse, Loves Only You, who won the Breeders' Cup this morning, trained by Liz Grasso's man. Yes, that's right. Bring Mr. her Zahagi. over. Mm. Um, was... Bring the derby with a Hitotsu. It's shaping up as well already. You know, who would you yeah. back? What's McDonald riding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 9.58. I can't stretch it out any longer. Oh, I think I, I, I'd be really um, excited to see what Profondo can do next preparation. Yeah. Mm. Really yeah. excited. Love All an up-and-comer. Right. Uh, we're going to Newcastle. You're we coming are. to Newcastle next week. <laughs> you ready for that, champ? I love Newcastle. I get a tour around. I think you want to move there. <laughs> <laughs> I get a tour around every year. You see all the yeah. spots. Yeah. Um, and we've Hamilton got and uh, Harry Harley as well. On, Harley, yeah. On yeah. Good form. Yeah. Show off week for Harley. It yeah. is. You'll have a lunch ticket ready for you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. Lunch will be taken care of. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.